Welcome back to another episode of the Scores Table. I'm William Robbins, joined for the second day of the NBA playoffs here by Julian McKee. What is good, everybody? Oh man, it feels so much good. To, it feels so good to be back. You know, it feels like Christmas right now. Got all these games lined up every single day. It's March Madness light, essentially, and it's no, for real. Honestly, like the crazy thing about the NBA being in a bubble is that playoffs are one of like the big things in my life right now. Oh, <laughs> it's, it's the biggest thing in my life right now. <laughs> and I could not I, be, I could not be more happy about this, and I could not. My TV goes on at one o'clock, and it doesn't go off till midnight. It just is on all day, even if I'm not actively like watching. It's just at least on. Like my TV does not leave TNT and ESPN right now. Oh man, I wish it left TNT for Jim Jackson commentating earlier. I wanted to, <laughs> I wanted to throw the TV. That's what that's what I wanted to do. Jesus Christ! Yeah. But no, I, I I agree, man. It's been it's been incredible. I'm just excited to talk some basketball. We got some oh, great sure. feedback on our last episode. She was fire. Check that out if you already haven't done it already. And man, Will, I know you got some likes and dislikes this week. We we're we're sticking with a lot of the the same yeah. format as we did last week, just because it was you know such a such a flourishing success. Yeah, I mean the if if you missed last week's episode, basically this is how it goes. I have prepared five likes, five dislikes about what's been going on uh, on the court and the bubble, all that kind of stuff. We'll discuss each of those. And then at the end of that, Julian has a few rapid-fire observations as well. So, Julian, my very first like of the uh, of the second Scorer's Table podcast of the NBA bubble. Yeah. Damian Lillard. Man. It's, it's the, like that. Enough said. Lillard has been spectacular. And I know he was on kind of my list last week, but he even took his uh, his game to a new level from that. It's nuts. I mean, it's I, – I, there's nothing left to be said about Lillard. Like, I don't feel like I've counted him out before, but I feel like we all kind of have a little bit. And I, I feel like this is such like a – I don't know. Uh, how do I say this? Like, uh, what's the fucking show on ESPN in the morning? They got, like, the morning roundtable thing with, like, Mike Greenberg and whatever. I feel like... Oh, um... Get up, get, get up. up, that's it. Yeah, 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 I feel like this is, like, a get up talking point. That's not a diss to you. That's just, like, how great Damian Lillard's been just because everybody's talking about it. And it's like, yeah, he's incredible. And yeah. he's absolutely the, the second best point guard in the league right now. Well, I mean, yeah, and because Curry is out, he is the best. Exactly, and it's... I feel like every game I keep watching, I keep, like, expecting. Like, obviously, I don't hope it ends, but I keep expecting there to be some type of letdown or, like, I was not surprised at all. Like, I thought that was when he, when he choked in the, in the end of the Clippers game. Oh, we'll get actually, to that. Don't you worry. That seems to push him to another level. That seemed to push him to another level, just, you know, hashing it out with, with PG on the gram real quick. And it's just it's it's been it's been incredible to watch him, and I can't wait against this new series with the Lakers because this For is sure. they the, the Lakers have no way to stop him, and they have no way to stop LeBron or Anthony Davis unless Zach Collins is out there guarding both of them at the same time. Yeah, I mean this is going to be a really fun, high-scoring series. I I I think the Lakers are going to win. I'm not. All the people who are like, yeah, well, uh, maybe, maybe, maybe the Clippers, maybe the uh, Blazers are gonna win. No, it's not happening. Yeah, I agree. Like, the 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 Lakers are gonna win. LeBron is still probably the best player in the league. 
Um, but Lillard, Lillard has been phenomenal. They're not going to be able to guard him. He's going to he's going to score above sixty points in a game. So, but but you mentioned that Clippers game, and that's and that's the one I want to talk about because that to me was really the turning point of everything for the Blazers. You know, they were they were they were doing well before that. Lillard put up forty five in the game before. But he missed those two clutch free throws against the Clippers that would have uh, that would have tied the game, or sorry, tied the game and put him up one. Then he also then he also missed the uh, the three at the buzzer that would have tied it. And that was a you know the expression where it's like character is what happens when you're down. Yeah. So what does yeah. what does Lillard do the next in the next three games? Fifty one points, sixty one points, forty two points. What did he shoot from the free throw line after going over two in the clutch against the, against the Clippers? 15 of 16, 18 of 18, 8 of 9. That's a, that's someone that that's someone that screwed up and is just going above and beyond to make up for it. Uh-huh. And that's an, and it's an awesome thing to watch this whole vengeance tour that he's on. Uh-huh. I don't even know who did him wrong, honestly. I'm still I'm still just well, probably Pat Beverly. <laughs> Him. So Lillard, Lillard, oh, yeah, Lillard right. missed the uh, the two free throws, and then Pat Bev was on the side, you know, pointing to his wrist. Mm-hmm. Oh, I was loving, uh, I was loving every single minute of it. I was loving it, which is pretty great. But I'm actually gonna put this immediately into my first dislike, Julian, because I, I love how Lillard's been playing and it's been fun. Uh-huh. But my very first dislike, the Portland uh, Trailblazers defense, and oh, in God. particular Hassan Whiteside. <laughs> So, Honestly, Whiteside plays like 15 minutes a game tops at this point, and he makes his presence felt. Oh, for sure. Like badly. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, this, it's, is, this is crazy. What's What's incredible about how the Blazers are playing is they are leading the league in in the offense since the start of the bubble. Since the start of the bubble, they've scored 140 points, 124, 110, 125, 117, 124, 134, 134, 126. Those should all be blowouts. The problem is they've been within five points in every single one of those games. Mm-hmm. It's it's not if you, if you're scoring over a hundred a hundred and fifteen points in every game, you need to be crushing teams, and their defense is that bad. So I want to talk specifically about Hassan Whiteside. Oh man, I'm excited. I'm excited. So the Blazers play a a drop coverage type of defense because they don't have very fast bigs with uh with, with Nurk and uh and Whiteside. And then and that's and that's the kind of coverage a lot of teams play with uh with, with bigs that aren't able to really stay on the perimeter, although Nurk really isn't that bad on the perimeter. He's just, you know, it's it's better for him to be inside. So when when Nurk drops, the one thing he does is he makes sure that when he drops he keeps his hands wide and and he can see the roller and the and the uh, the ball man on on the screen and the ball handler on the screen. When you do that, when you do that, it, it even even if the roller somehow gets open, you have a chance of deflecting a pass or something. What Hassan Whiteside does in these situations is he just kind of stands in no man's land. He puts his hands out, but kind of just like a half-assed, like, "Hey, coach, look, my hands are out." Not actually, not actually really making any attempt to actually block a shot. Or sorry, 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 uh, uh, intercept a pass. I was just now yeah, block his shot, like block a shot. No, that was going to that next. Hassan Whiteside also leads the league in blocks, as every single commentator will like will tell you when you watch a game of his. Mm-hmm. 
That being it averaged said, 15 and 13 this year. Yeah, great stats on paper. Uh-huh. Great stats on paper. But Hassan, it, it when you watch him play, it makes total sense why he leads the league in uh, in blocks. I mean, 2.9 blocks a game. That's that's really good. What's so? What what's the problem with that? The problem is that he, he he goes for a block on virtually every possession. He puts himself out of position in order to try to get a block. What happens then? Um, a player can make a shuffle pass to the guy that he was guarding. A player can even if what even if Whiteside gets a block, it's it's a wide open rebound or or he or worst case scenario, he goes for he goes for a block that he can't get. And either fouls them or gets so far out of the play that then there's an easy rebound and put back. So Whiteside is someone where if you watch him play and you're not really like a whole advanced stats person or really like someone that knows basketball, you'd be like, wow, this guy, this guy looks incredible. No one can guard him. He blocks. He's blocking shots. He's getting all these defensive rebounds. It's not. It's not like that. It's not like that. He's 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 a total negative on the court. And in addition to that, Mello is also a huge negative on defense. And the problem is the Blazers have so few guys that are actually good defenders. I'd argue that it's really just Gary Trent and Zach Collins. And, and Mario Hazonia late in games with the blocks. Yeah, sometimes Hazonia and sometimes uh, <laughs> uh, and sometimes Nurk. But for the most part. Um, by the way, Nurk, one of like five players ever to record a five by five. Nurk has done work. He's been random. He's done fucking work. But, this bubble. Yeah, but I, I just I just ran for a while. Julian, t- tell me tell me about what you've seen from the Blazers. You know what I've seen from Hassan White that you didn't touch on real quick? What's that? Terrible screens. Terrible oh, screens. Sure. Dylan Brooks ran through his screen like a turnstile. So it was terrible. White said oh. the problem is is that the, the thing with Whiteside is that you, you touched this on a little on on this a little bit, but I just want to say like plays half the time like he couldn't give a shit like he he just it, like like shit like screens the little things of the game. I don't want to sound like one of these like you know Colin Cowherd type you know commentators or whatever, but like but like shit he he just. When when they put someone, even though he's undersized, even though he's a rookie, someone like William Gabriel, when he comes in there, at least he cares. Hard. He made a three. He rebounds. He hustles. He gets loose balls. Like he's like he like that kid plays his ass off. And you see such a massive difference when Whiteside's out there compared to to someone who's who's clearly far less talented him than him, like Gabriel. And Whiteside was he wasn't terrible a few games ago. He was he was decent a few games ago, but against the against the Grizzlies, he just got manhandled. He got straight manhandled by Valanciunas and, and all the things that they were doing, and it, it was just it was just a sad performance. And Whiteside needs to For do sure. so much better than that, obviously. And that, and that was in and that wasn't even just like a, and that was clearly not just even on bubbles and regular season game. That was For sure. do or semi die. Yeah, I mean Whiteside. Hey. Whiteside is someone that looks good, but 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 it's not. It's he's not the only reason the Blazers have a terrible defense. Not at it all. I mean, not just him. I mean, Mello Mello is a terrible defender, and and he's hit a few. He's hit a few clutch shots. He's missed a few clutch shots, but 
ter- he's been I mean, terrible on defense, and Lillard and McCollum aren't great de- uh, defenders on a good day. I thought Melo was a train wreck on offense for most of the game last game. Oh, I mean, yeah, but he but he did he did hit the biggest shot of the game. Yeah, definitely, definitely. He came up he came up when it counted, but as far as with the mid ranges and just in being being awful, it was it was not a good game for him. But you know, obviously, obviously, you know, it's not, it's, everybody's allowed a bad game. It happens, but. D- d- defensively, it's when, if you have him and and like you said, if you have him, Lillard, and, and Whiteside out there, and even and someone McCullough, like Nurk, yeah. and Nurk isn't, you know, he he tries, but he's not a great defender himself. There's just only so much they can do. And we said this last episode. I'm never uh, Mo Harkless is like the girlfriend who who you know she was she was she was good. She was quite good, but then you got like you know. You realize, like, you let her get away, and you need her. You, you're done now. You're done. You're going to lose in the first round to the Lakers, and Mo Harkless probably wouldn't, well, you know. Mo, Mo Harkless he wouldn't, wouldn't have changed that. Them. Exactly. exactly. He, wouldn't, he wouldn't beat them, but. But, yeah, they, it, need, they need some wings. They're hemorrhaging points at the win. He, they, need, they need some wings, and, uh, and that actually leads really nicely into my second like. All the wings that the Toronto Raptors have. Mm, they, I like that. I like that. Masai Ujiri has built a hell of a team, and it's been really impressive. To I talked about him last week. I said that they're one of the best coach teams in the league, if not the best coach. I think that Nick Nurse is probably the hottest coach in the league right now, in terms of how his team is playing and responding. But they have so many guys that are just 3 and D guys. I mean, Terrence Davis, OG Ananobi, Chris Boucher, even though he's got a wild jump shot, looking jump shot, but at least <laughs> it goes in. Uh, Siakam, even even Rondé from time to time. Um, they just... Minus, minus, not, minus the jump shot on Rondé yeah. from time to time. Yeah. M- Malcolm Miller, Stanley Johnson. And it's like, not all these guys are going to give you stuff night in, night out, but... Matt Thomas can hit threes. Yeah, but I mean he's not the same level defender. Of but yeah, not. but even but even but even Matt Sim like Matt Thomas, they just have a plethora of wings where it's all of them can defend. All of them like every, every single player I just named, with the exception of like Rondé and Stanley Johnson, would be starting on 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 like the Blazers, for instance, or or, or a lot of teams like that. I mean, this, right now there's a real shortage of. Uh, of wings in the NBA and and Messiah has just built such a huge collection of them. It's really impressive. I agree. And the thing with, and the thing with the, the Raptors is I didn't, I don't want to say I'm a, I'm a bigger Raptors believer now than I was last episode, because I was a little, uh, a little skeptical of nurse being the best coach in the NBA period right now. And of your pick of the Raptors come out of the East and Though I don't want to jump to conclusions, but obviously the Bucks are going to beat the Magic in probably five. I assume that's what you know. That's, that's what a rational person, I believe, yeah, five at worst six. Exactly. But I was concerned with some of the stuff I saw from the Bucks today. I was concerned against uh, them going against Toronto again in what I would assume is going to be the East Finals. I, I kind of have to pick Toronto again. I can't believe it. And I, 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 I just I, I kind of just have to do it. They're playing so well. 
else so together right now. They put up, even though, I mean, obviously the Nets are defensively t- challenged. I mean, we've got like two guys who could guard a wing, but like. Um, hey, they could use some of Toronto's guys. They could. And, you know, speaking of, you know, speaking of wings who can shoot some threes and play defense, uh, my man, Timothy Luwawu. Oh, we'll get, to, we'll get to him. Don't, we'll, don't, don't talk about him yet. Yeah, we'll get game. to him. We'll oh, get man, to him. Don't worry. <laughs> but uh, one, one last thing. Uh, Will. Yeah. I think I've told you this before, but uh, Chris Boucher was drafted after Lonzo. He was indeed drafted after Lonzo. It's Julian. I could not have asked for a better segue. <laughs> I could. Thank you. The next oh, dislike I have is everything that happened in the bubble for the New Orleans Pelicans. Oh, man. Starting off with my man, Lonzo Ball. Now, I don't want to re- I don't want to have to go through the 2017 NBA draft again. I do that a lot. We'll do that I this, this always doing that. I will we're going to have a whole segment ded- or a whole episode dedicated to the 2017 NBA draft. And I'm excited for that one. Uh-huh. But Hassan, or sorry, Lonzo Ball says so that Hassan just you know whatever. Bleacher Report posted a stat uh, or a, a, a post of all of Lonzo's uh, stats in the bubble. I'm going to read them. 5.6 points a game, 5.3 rebounds a game, 6.8 assists per game. That one's not bad. Uh-huh. 26% shooting, 19% three-point shooting. Ooh. Very bad. So what did Lonzo do? He replied, make sure y'all post my shit next year, too. And you know what, Lonzo? I also hope they do. <laughs> now, now we also get we also find out from David Aldridge that apparently Lonzo is totally checked out and hardly talking to his teammates right now. And there's a lot going on with the Pelicans. I happen to actually think that Alvin Gentry is a really good coach. I do too. I, I really like Alvin Gentry. I think that he is one of the smartest offensive coaches in the league, and I think that he he it will not take long for him to find a new a, a new job as an assistant coach somewhere. It should take him ten minutes as a head coach. If I were Arthur, Philly. Arthur, Arthur Philly. fuck yeah, that's I I would I didn't even think that one that that one makes sense. And the one I was thinking of, uh, Arthur, I okay, this guy's name. I'm gonna I'm gonna mess this guy's name up like five times this episode. Scores high, so bear with me here. Arturis Carnivorous? I think it's Carnivorous. Carnivorous. Arturis Carnivorous. They got to get Jet. I love Gentry on the Bulls. I love him on that young Bulls team. If they can get rid of Levine, that's the second step. And we'll get to the Bulls later, I'm sure. And Carnivorous is, if he's got a good plan to... Because the the Bulls are just, a, I think, just a few tweaks away from being very interesting next year. But if you think about it, Kobe White, Mark in Wendell Carter, that's a good little young core. Wendell for, Carter, for Wendell Carter, is probably the best player on that team, but nobody realizes that, and everyone is going to realize it next year. Thank you and for I, my TED talk. Yeah, I, I, I agree. <laughs> I, I agree. I think that's a fact. And, you know, Markinen had a tough year this year. I think he can come back. White obviously needs an, a, a fast-paced offense. I mean... Well, White certainly showed potential this year. A lot more than I thought he had. White was a little... 
he was he was a bit Jordan Clarkson-y this year as far as he he was scoring 33 points on 11 of 13 shooting one game and like with, with 10 with threes. Yes, and then, <laughs> and then and then was one of nine the next game. But the problem is Jordan Clarkson's like 26 or something. Kobe White's like 20. That's a that's great if you if you're looking at Kobe White's potential. He I I agree. He surprised me as well. But um but yeah I agree. I think I think Gentry got a weird deal here and supposedly I'm hearing that this might be coming from ownership because Gentry yeah. was Griffin's guy wasn't that like the point well I mean I mean Griffin didn't hire him but but Griffin yeah, but seemed like, to like him yeah but, but but what I was reading is that the reason they didn't that ownership wouldn't even let Griffin consider a different coach last year is because they didn't want to uh fire a coach and still have to pay him which is horseshit so welcome to Welcome to the Boston Red Sox. I'm sorry. I mean, uh, Elvin Gen. I mean, uh, New Orleans Pelicans. Oh man, I enjoyed uh, I, I, the Yankees I, I, Red I, I, Sox I, series I, so much this weekend. I'm I'm lo- call it this. I had no idea they were even playing. I, 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 I don't, I don't <laughs> care. I hope the Red Sox go. How many games are they play this year? Sixty, I think. Actually. I hope that. I would be happy if they went 0-60. Just get a number one pick, and the the Red Sox are going to fire their president and and blame everything on him when it's all ownership. But whatever. Anyway. Oh, how many, what's the Red Sox record right now? I know, I know they have the most losses in the league. I mean, they're last in the division. They can't pitch. They just, they just, they all around suck. I think they won like six games so far, or whatever. I, think they're, I, I bet, I bet, I'm gonna guess uh, six and six and eighteen. Red Sox are six and seventeen, almost. I was close. Whoa, <laughs> Yankees six, sixteen and six. Oh man, life, life is good right now. Um, I enjoy it. I know, right? Um, Red Sox have won a lot this a lot this uh, this century. I know you guys haven't, but it's fun. Oh, oh, oh. Okay. okay anyway, okay. so so I'm, I'm, I'm gonna remember that for for later <laughs> this episode. I'm gonna remember that. <laughs> anyway, so so one last thing about the Pelicans. They are instantly the most attractive destination for any coach. Uh-huh. Um, Zion is obviously. The talent is there, but his health is a way bigger question mark than we could have guessed. Uh-huh. Uh, J.J. Redick is still one of the best shooters in the league. Brandon Ingram took a huge leap this year. Uh-huh. Um, Lonzo is a trade chip, I guess. Yeah, it's like the you know, it's a, didn't didn't you say Detroit had interest in him? Detroit had interest. That's right. I would love Stefanski for the win. Yes. I would love if Detroit ended up with Lonzo. That would be nothing would make me happier than a ball brother in Detroit. Her career's going to die. Or, or, or. <laughs> Blake Griffin is still really good, and no one cares. That says all you need to know about Detroit. I uh, man, it's it's sad with Blake. Like he's uh, his body, his body betrayed him. We're gonna see. It's. I mean, if if the, if the, the thing with the Pelicans. Uh, I might have said this last episode. I'm not sure if I said it this episode. The Pelicans have two things to do this this off season. They need to they they they. Well, I mean, they could also use a backup big man, I guess. Someone like you know Ed Davis, my man. Maybe some Kyle O'Quinn or keep getting them checks guy. Well, Derek, like my I mean, Derek Favors Derek is better Dudley. than all, both of those guys. I agree, but I I want a safety net behind him because Jackson Hayes isn't ready quite yet, and just to have that depth, especially if Zion goes down again. But two things on the on the Pelicans off season wish list. One, yes. 
Maybe Kenny Atkinson. Maybe I would just, love that. He'd be my top choice. Yeah, I, there, there's really no other. I, I can't really think of another option that makes sense for them as far Mark as Jackson. desirable. <laughs> as far as desirable coaches, um, uh, the other and, and the other thing is just 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 shooters, shooters. That's it. Just just get just get if you can get Harkless. I think he's a free agent. Someone like my man once again, Timothy Luwawu. Um, Joe, Joe Harris. Harris. Joe Harris costs too much money. I think I, I wouldn't true. break the bank on him. I'd rather get Wayne Ellington and and like a little maybe Troy Daniels if he can if he can you sure. know get get back on his three uh, three point shit. Tory Craig, um, yeah. my guy. I heard I, to, I heard Tory Craig's name in a rap song this week. I was it was, it was incredible. Wow. I was so I was so proud. I was so proud. Um, but but yeah yeah. What, uh, do you have anything else to say about the Pelicans? No, I mean they just they have a lot of work to do. Um, and I love Gentry, but the team completely quit on quit on him in the in the uh, in the bubble. And I mean the the league literally set up the entire concept of a play-in tournament to get Zion into the playoffs, and they were the very first team eliminated. Yeah, we got to see uh, heat so. check Roy Brown because of. Uh, because of the the, yeah. the, the Zion's hey Troy Brown actually showed up this bubble. Yeah, he was he was, he was pretty good. It wasn't bad, yeah. Um, but that's actually okay. Great segue again. My uh, my next like. This is my third like. The entire concept of a play-in tournament. It uh, was. I love it. That play-in tournament was so fun. Mm-hmm. Now I don't know. I don't love the idea. Um. Had Memphis would have had to beat the Grizzlies, or sorry, that's the same team. Memphis would have had to beat the Blazers twice. Uh-huh. I don't necessarily love that idea. I think that that could use some tweaking, just because the Blazers finished half a game ahead of them. But still, very fun game, a lot of energy. Uh, John Morant, I have some thoughts on, um, but we'll we'll get we'll get to him a little bit later. Uh, but. But yeah, it, it's a super fun concept. I hope they, I hope this is something that they can figure out how to implement into normal regular seasons. I agree. I have nothing. I, I completely yeah, agree. That was well, it. Are you gonna are you gonna talk more about John now, or should I save other Grizzlies thoughts save, until later? Save, save that until uh, until a, a later point, because I have a whole I have a whole point on the Grizzlies. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just wanted to talk about that. I love the idea of a play-in concept. Is that something that you would like going forward too? Absolutely, absolutely. It was fun. This was, a, this was a hell of a lot of fun, especially in the West. I mean, where there were so many different, just just somebody wins, somebody loses type stuff tonight. Uh, uh, this this past week with uh, with the Spurs revival, uh, it was great to see that. Um, yeah. And uh, the Heat check, different Booker Suns. Uh, yeah. I didn't. I still don't really take them for real going into next year. But you know, they they, no. they, they proved a point. Good for them. Good for them. They they played they played very well, and uh, it's there's especially in the West, not really the East. I mean, I guess we would have to implement this in both both conferences because I don't, I don't really want to see like Charlotte, well, no, I mean, Washington, I think, but I, I, I mean, think in the playing tournament they could keep kind of in the same structure where it's only it's it only happens if you're within a game or two games or whatever. Yeah, I I agree. I I think it was I think it was effective. It was simple. Um, and yeah, I'm, I'm excited for it to hopefully be implemented yeah. in the, in actual league. Yeah. All right. So the next, uh, the next dislike I have, this is my third dislike. 
the Suns going eight and zero and not qualifying for the uh, for the playing game, and it's not that I it's not that I really cared about seeing Devin Booker versus Lillard, although that would have been fun. Uh-huh. It's just more if the Suns are able to go eight and zero and they still don't qualify, why were they invited in the first place? It's valid. It's yeah. just you know I I feel I it's just I, I don't I don't know the solution to it and I don't I'm not presenting a solution I'm just more saying I feel bad for Suns fans who are just like you literally did everything you could do and you didn't make it. Yeah, they got catfish Jeff Green style honestly man that was, yeah. it was, it was pretty tough but it's it, the Suns are interesting going into next year you know hopefully they're gonna get Kelly Oubre back by uh by the by the next start Aiton was 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 at least you know he. Aiden's Aiden. He showed some things in the bubble, and he had some tough moments. Yeah, I mean, Aiden, um, Aiden, Aiden showed his range for the first time that everyone kind of figured he'd have, but he was the first time really showing it. And if he can, uh-huh. if he can become a legitimate pick and pop guy, that's that would be a huge step in his development. I agree, and you know, Devin Booker showed what he can do, and and though you know, this we we've definitely been. I've made a lot of Devin Booker jokes in the past, and I, and I know we, we've been hard on him on this podcast. But of I think that I think when we're hard on a player like that, whether it's Booker or Ben Simmons, it's more that we see the potential. Why is this guy not? It's like simple shit here. Like this guy should be able to be better. Like we want you to be better than better than you are right now. You know what I'm saying? And like. For sure. And I think that you know, I I think Booker Booker proof a point. You know, he he. This is the the problem with the problem with this is that we've seen these heat check stretches from him before. But as far as coming up clutch, you know, putting his team on his back, it was it was all impressive. It was good shit for him. It was good. It, it was impressive stuff from him. Yeah, yeah. All right, my next uh, my next like. This is kind of a two and one. Bad teams playing hard. What do I mean by that? In particular, the Grizzlies and the Nets. Oh, okay, okay, okay. So we'll, we'll, I want to start off with the Nets quick because I feel like we're going to spend more time on the Grizzlies. Um, the Nets. Uh, Timothy, Lualu, Cabaret. 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 Cabaret, yeah. excuse yeah, me. Yeah, Cabaret. Hey, he's been... <laughs> fantastic for them and this is really this is really this 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 is exactly why and 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 you talk about how how when how when we get mad at like a specific person it's a a lot of the time it's because like we expect better Uh this is why sean marks you sign young players with potential and don't waste the roster spot on 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 jamal crawford for instance it's it's Kind of unfair. Just just looking at some of the depths of Brooklyn's bench, Brooklyn has like seven, eight guys that they can play. Yeah, that's like that's it. I don't well, I, I don't hate putting I don't hate bringing on Jamal Crawford for like he two played weeks. five minutes and got hurt. Yeah, I mean he was like forty. That, you know, shit happens. Why would you sign him? He's a good locker room guy. Keep the guys together. But he's not and in the locker look, room anymore. He's. He's on, you know, he's probably in the trading tables or something, you know. He's giving good cheer from, give good cheer from. No, I think I think he got hurt and left the, the bubble. Room. Oh, that's too bad. Uh, <laughs> still, he's, he's setting the he's setting the Nets good wishes for from on on Zoom, I'm sure. Anyway, anyway, but but uh, Cabarro, not Cabaret, Cabarro, 
has been really shooting the lights out. And I don't really have anything in depth I want to talk about with him other than the fact that he's just a really he's really shown something that um, that if, if, if this is how he can be going forward, I'm not, and I'm not necessarily saying 26 points a game, 24 points a game, whatever. I just mean if he can show that he can be a capable bench player uh-huh. consistently, that would be a huge pickup for the Nets next year, who are going to need bench scoring. I agree, and especially looking at next year, and I, I, I've been, even though Levert's, was Levert was bad efficiency wise on offense last game. Fifteen assists. Yeah, Levert was a point guard in college. I'm not. I'm not that surprised about it. And he showed a lot as far as I think kind of how he how he I think kind of needs to be the backup point guard for the Nets second unit this next year. Sure. And the best thing about Luwawu is that he actually saved the Nets. Either a lot of money or not actually a lot of money because they couldn't pay them a lot of money anyway as far as salary cap-wise with Joe Harris being a free agent. Joe Harris is very likely going to get paid, especially in this offseason. And Luau make, makes that a lot easier to digest, especially if you can get someone like Wayne Ellington um, uh, and, and a few of the other shooters that are, that are available this offseason. It makes that loss, like I said, a lot easier to take. Yeah, and also Luwawu just you know he shows he sh- he he also makes Torian Prince not just expendable like I don't know well he's he, he's been bad this year like yeah, Torian man I was I was excited to see Torian like going into the year he 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 put up some heat check games but more often than not it was like two for twelve and like a lot of shooting by Torian Prince like a lot of shooting. Yeah, he, he, he had a lot of Jay Crowder in him this year. Yeah, and not, I, I and not, not the good in Jay Crowder. I agree. And Luau is, is just, he's been fun to watch, and I'm excited to see more of him next year. Yeah. Fun bench player. Fun bench so, player. But, but the other thing I want to talk about with the Nets is Jacques Vall. And uh-huh. he really looks like, like someone that should be a head coach in this league. And. And I don't, I don't think the Nets are going to sign him as their head coach. I think they're, I think they're going to want someone with uh, championship experience, even though it's kind of been proven recently that you really don't need a championship experience coach to win a championship. Uh-huh. Um, if, if you look at the last few coaches, Nick Nurse, Steve Kerr, Ty Lue, none of those guys had ever won a championship before winning their first, uh-huh. or, or, or winning obviously before winning their first. I mean, like before they, uh, before they won these previous years, uh-huh. but. Yeah, I mean, I, I hope Jacques Vaughn gets a job. He's one of the big criticisms of him in uh, in Orlando was that he didn't connect well with players, and that doesn't seem not that doesn't seem to be the case anymore. He's certainly improved in that, and I hope someone gives him a chance. Definitely learn from his mistakes. Good for him. I think that he or he or Lou should be the next coach, the the Nets coach next year. Well, enjoy Mark Jackson. All oh, right. Yeah, uh, <laughs> but I also want to talk about the Grizzlies quick. Um, because they, they also, they, they, they played so hard and they got dealt a really hard hand to try to get back in the playoffs. Like I said, the NBA really wanted Zion in there. They gave, they gave the Pelicans a really easy schedule. They gave the, uh, the Grizzlies a really hard schedule uh-huh. and it just, you know, and then they also had to deal with, uh, Jaron Jackson Jr. Who was, you know, their, 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 their 1A or 1B player. Uh, getting hurt, and he's pr- and he looks like he'll probably be out next year too. 
That's terrible. I love I love Triple J, obviously, and it's uh, that really that's that's just a really fucking tough blow for the Grizzlies to take. But I will sure. say one thing. Ja did not show up in the first half against the Blazers. But no. going going forward, man, Dylan Brooks. Dylan Brooks came to play. Not afraid to take shots. I was impressed. I always liked Dylan Brooks. And uh, I, I thought, I don't know, was he was he in that trade, that failed trade between yes. Chris Wallace and Grunfeld? He was yep. in it? Yeah, I, I remember. I remember Sean Brooks and the other side thought it was Dylan Brooks. I remember specifically, like, wait, Dylan, Dylan Brooks is. I like Dylan Brooks. He was good in college, and I think that, um, and, and as a score, he showed a lot last game, honestly, because, like I said, Morant did not show up in the first half. He was like, Dylan Brooks was like, I never even see, I've seen this movie, but he was like the guy in the the Tom Hanks movie where Tom Hanks is like a ship captain and like a bunch of like Somalian pirates come and he's like, look at me, look at me. I'm the captain now. That's what, that's what, that's what Dylan Brooks did. And I was, I was really impressed. Also, Will, Dylan Brooks drafted after Lonzo Ball. Oh, I know. I was going to mention that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Somehow, somehow the drafted after Lonzo. So this year was a very turbulent year for the drafted after Lonzo Ball uh, group. Uh, Josh Hart fell out of the list, mm-hmm. um, and but if, but a few guys uh, joined. Dylan Brooks being one of them, uh, Chris Boucher being another one. So overall, a plus for the list. But you know, it's, it sucks losing Josh Hart on it. Um, but yeah, so so John Moran, I'm glad he. Oh, sorry, I, I do want to say one quick thing about Dylan Brooks. He's got to get his fouling under control, because for as good of a player he, as he is, he is way too physical and as and he's got to stay on the court in order to be effective uh-huh. you know he, he can't be leaving three minutes into the first quarter because he's already got two fouls yeah i agree but 100 yeah physical guy too big for sure for sure uh-huh. um john morant though so you mentioned he didn't show up in the first half i'm not going to hold anything against john morant for how he played uh-huh. because it also comes out that he had a broken thumb in his shooting hand and was a rookie in his first playoff game. That too. Easy, yeah. Um, but I do want to talk about how teams were playing defense on John Morant in the bubble versus in the regular season, because it's a, it's a, it's very different. You know, in the regular season, John Morant was this new exciting thing, and teams didn't really know how to play him, and he was and he was really performing well. He wasn't shooting a lot of threes, but then in the bubble, it really became teams like making a concerted effort. We're going hard under the screen. We are going to force you to shoot um, off, off all the pick and rolls. And if you do shoot, we are because he's got such a slow jump shot, he's able to, the, the big man is able to just get a hand up really easily because he shoots so low from his body. Uh-huh. And Morant's three-point shooting in the bubble was terrible. One for seven, 0 for two, one for 10, two for three, two for six, two for four, one for four, 0 for four. So that is really something that he needs to improve on going forward. But overall, I was really impressed at the uh, at the fight he showed throughout. Even when his shot wasn't falling, he's someone that's terrifying when he's going downhill towards the hoop. Uh-huh. And and certainly there are concerns with his shooting, but he showed a lot, and he's going to be a very good player for a very long time. And certainly, certainly a winning player. Take note, Trey see- Young. And he should be the rookie of the year. Absolutely. Oh, for sure. 
Absolutely. Sure. The Zion rookie of the year shit is bullshit. He's played for sure. like 20 games. Like let's chill it. So let's chill out here. But, for sure. Um, so that but, was but, yeah. that was oh yeah, sorry. No, I, I agree. I, I definitely agree. He's definitely I think and I think Morant's definitely got the you know makeup and, and, and hard work that he's gonna be able to take care of that in the offseason and and I feel like it's almost kind of kind of tough of your defender because knowing about Morant's jump shot, you almost want to be right on him just so because just because you have a real shot at blocking it because he he, he like kind of Lonzo's shot used to be he really brings it up from the bottom and it's like it's like a slingshot yeah almost and it's like it's funny because I see a lot of like I see that type of shot a lot with like younger players who don't really have like like let's say like you know the high school players. Strength. Exactly, they don't have the upper body strength. So, like, kind of like Curry, they have to like fling it up, and 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 there's just some of that still left in Moran's shot. So, hopefully, you know, as he can get stronger because he's little, he's a little skinny. He needs, he needs yeah, to do which, a little bench pressing in the off season. I'm really concerned for how much John Morant falls and the fact that a lot of his falls look like he could be hurt. Yeah, I agree. He needs to get he needs to get stronger. Um, but I can he needs see to learn how to fall correctly. Mm-hmm. But I, I I would not be surprised if, if you know hopefully without the same career path and you know being a terrible person likely um I would I would I would say I, I hope that I think that there's a chance that Moran can have like a Derrick Rose type type For rise sure. in the next in the next year or two just looking at his game looking at if he can get some more muscle mass I can absolutely see it. For sure. For sure. All right. Next dislike that I have. Uh. Next dislike that I have is the Philadelphia 76ers game plan versus the Celtics. Oh, I'm, I'm in on this. I'm so in on this. I couldn't so, agree more. So, yeah, I mean, they the, – the Celtics obviously won game one. Um, and there's a lot of problems with Embiid being your, your, your best player. Uh, and, and I thought the Celtics did a fantastic job on him in terms of – we're gonna let him eat early. That way, he's tired late, and that's and that's what I I believe I said that last pod that I was hoping that that was gonna be the game plan. And Smart did a fantastic job, kind of doubling off like the weak side or whatever, and stealing entry passes, tipping the ball away. I mean, Embiid had uh, had five turnovers in the first half. But here's the problem with the Sixers. Joel Embiid took 15 shots and four three-pointers. Tobias Harris took 15 shots. Josh Richardson took 17. And Alec Burks took 15. Oh, Alec Burks is going to get his shots. If he's on the court, he's going to sure. get his shots. <laughs> but Embiid, should, if it, Alec Burks is going to be taking 15 shots, Embiid needs to be taking 22. Uh-huh. Yeah, you cannot have your best player be taking 15 shots. I don't care how tired he is. You force it in the post. I mean, the Celtics, you look at their shot distribution, and this is really more how the Sixers should be. And Tatum took 21, Brown took 16, Kemba took 16, Hayward took 13. That's, that's more how their shot distribution needs to go. Like with Embiid taking 21, Tobias taking 16, Richardson taking 16, and then someone else taking 13. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I did not like their game plan. The Celtics can't guard the post. And what the Sixers need to do is rather than force Embiid early, 
force him once or twice to start the game, set the tone, but then back off, let the other people cook, and that way Embiid is rested for the end, not the other way around. I agree, but at the same time, the other people for the Sixers aren't really, I wouldn't say they're cooking. They're, you know, maybe warming up a nice dinner, you know, like a nice (laughs) pizza you can take home and, like, eat later, but... I don't feel good about letting Tobias Harris and Josh Richardson cook. I mean, don't get me wrong. I mean, they have to I, at some point. I told you. It's too tired. I texted Will yesterday. Like, I'm, I can't, I'm, I'm impressed. Josh Richardson has, like, a pulse for the first time in 16 months. Like, I'm, it's great to see him. It's great to see him. Yeah. Like, I forgot about him. Josh Richardson can be, like, damn good when he wants to be. Um, now Maybe not many when he wants to be. He's just had, like, a tough year. Like, it happens. But, um... But, like, that's just, it's just, like, the problem is, is that people had the case, and you can make the case that the Sixers' game plan slash rotation slash whatever could have been worked out without Simmons. It's, it's, that's clearly not the case. That's clearly I mean, no, the the, their, 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 ro- their roster is not good. It's fucking um, weird. It's really weird. I mean, I, I mean, I've been I've been saying this for a long time that I haven't I haven't liked a lot of their roster decisions, and I actually think that they they'd be better off right now if their if their lineup was Simmons, JJ Redick, Robert Covington, Dario Saric, and Embiid. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Uh, but it's, it's it's such a weird and and I don't know if the Sixers have the personnel that they can make adjustment adjustments from game to game. Like they don't, they, they don't. I mean, I mean, you could argue that, that, that cork should get more than seven minutes. Mike Scott, maybe more than two. I would, I would but argue then, that, but, but, but even still there, there's, there's reasons why they're not, both are not great defenders. Both have their own issues. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, not now that Hayward is out for the Celtics. I mean, Hayward is out for the next four weeks. Um, I would I'd like to share with the listeners a, a text exchange that we had during the game. Oh boy. <laughs> I texted I texted and said, Oh shit, Hayward just just took a bad fall on his ankle. Dr. McKee responded, didn't look that bad. He'll probably be back later this game. <laughs> Meanwhile, so hey so if you don't know, Hayward now has multiple torn ligaments in his ankle. They're 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 full tears of the ligaments. So he's going to be out at least four weeks. So, so that puts us in the middle of the of the Eastern Conference Finals, assuming they even make it that far. So well, obviously this changes well, a lot because the Celtics are not a very deep team either. It's so semi we'll, and semi and Grant Williams time. Not semi. Never semi. <laughs> never semi. Honestly, never semi. Never semi unless it's against Giannis. What? A, <laughs> Decent Giannis defender. The funny thing is, is that I really, you know, well, you got some criticisms from my boy Enos Cancer, and I don't blame 95% of them, but Cancer gave the Celtics a spark yesterday. He really did. He really did. And he, a scoreless also, spark. <laughs> he was rebounding. Great rebounding. Look, you remember that pass? That rebounding, that pass out to the three? That was fire. So, yeah. Cantor did have one moment. Now, there's but there's a reason why he only played eight games, or sorry, eight minutes, and like maybe a two total minutes in the second half. He he was he was not good. This is a tough first half, but at the same time, I actually think Cantor needs to play a little more just because. Whoa! 
Yeah. No, no, no. Robert, Robert Williams was a train wreck. I wouldn't say train wreck. Did you see that foul he made? Oh, my God. What the hell was that? Robert Williams, yeah, is not a great defender. <laughs> but 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 he's a better offensive player than, than Cantor. Does he do anything? What does he do on offense? He catches lobs? Great passer. Uh, catch, catches lobs. Is very active on, on the offensive glass. Um, pretty good screen setter. But, I mean, but, but, but the passing is the biggest part for him. But, but yeah, that was, yeah, but that was, uh, that, that, that was, a, that was it on the Sixers. I have, I have one more like that I want to get to. I'll say one thing about the Sixers. I don't know what, oh, sure. it's, it, I feel like they got to play Horford more. I liked what I saw Horford from Horford last bad. game. They, what? Horford was bad last game. Horford had a moment though when the when the Celt when the Celtics blew that lead. I liked some of what I saw from Horford. Like he he had a he had a he had a moment. I thought. I mean, yeah. I mean, he had he he had he had one possession where he did where he where he stuck with uh, with Tatum really well, and he had a nice and one. But he was also a minus eighteen. Mm-hmm. Which was the very worst. The next next worst was a minus ten. I mean tough the Celtic what? I was gonna say tough month for Brett Brown, you know. Yeah, I mean Horford Horford was bad. He was fucking, he was really bad. Fucking Ben got hurt. Fucking fucking playing wicked hard. Fucking fucking Verdugo. I I feel I feel bad for Brett Brown. He seems like a good guy. <laughs> anyway <laughs> Anyway, the the last the last like that I have um, maybe, uh, maybe, maybe Brett Brown can join him next year. Oh boy. In the, in the booth is Stan Van Gundy. Oh man. Stan, Stan the man Van Gundy. Day. Stan Van Gundy is like th- two or three weeks into his broadcasting career. And he's already the best broadcaster in the NBA. Co- like, you mean like booth, ga- like commentator, like not the play by play guy. No, no, not, not play by play, just analyst. He's great as an analyst. I love Stan. He's been great, especially the fact that TNT struts out the the other analyst lineup of Reggie, Chris Webber, and Jim Jackson. It's not oof. Stan Stan does look great. He looks great. He sounds great. It's it's Stan's been great good. to hear. Stan's good. He's funny. He's got he's got a lot of insight. I've been I've been every game that Stan does. I've enjoyed. I'm in on a I'm a, I'm in on a double Van Gundy game. That needs to See, happen. So I, I saw a tweet, and I don't remember who it was from, but it said, "Here's the difference between Stan Van Gundy. Stan tells you what is happening. Jeff tells you what isn't." Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. And and I and I like that. Stan explains to you what's going on in the court. Jeff explains what's not going on and what and what he wishes was. Mhm. But still, I'd like to see both Van Gundys get another chance at coaching. Stan, Stan can still coach. Terrible GM, but but he can coach. Yeah, don't let him GM. That's that's a, no. that's a fact. No, just, 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 let, just let him. Just let him. Uh, but yeah. I, anyway, I that was, Josh, I called Josh Smith the other day. He has no. He has no objections. Um, <laughs> this is yeah, not, neither, neither does. Uh, who, who who else did he sign? Um, Brandon Jennings. Brandon Jennings. Uh, Oof. Tough. It's still. I, I will say though. It's it's still impressive what he did. Like like like, like I think we we're about to say it's impressive what he did with that um with that Magic team. Yeah, 
Yeah, I mean, no, he was still good. An achievement. Still an achievement, despite having to deal with Dwight's bullshit. You know, he did he did his thing. Yeah. Anyway, my last mm-hmm. my last dislike that I want to that I want to say is is that uh, that three teams have traded Jimmy Butler. Hmm. Jimmy Butler, for all of his 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 apparent like uh, reported flaws and how you know he's whatever inside the locker room. He is still a fantastic player, mm-hmm. and Jimmy Butler is maybe the most irrational confidence guy in the league. Like, if you ask Jimmy Butler who the best player in the NBA is, he'd probably say himself and not actually be joking. It's either him or Lance Stevenson, my man. I think that he, I, I think that he puts everyone to shame in terms of, uh, in terms of confidence, because his his game backs it up a little bit too, and mm-hmm. he's just. You know, fantastic defender, hits clutch shots. I mean, the Sixers could certainly use him right now. No, I agree. I agree. It's uh, the plays it's, hard, winning player. That trade doesn't look too good for the Sixers. It doesn't. It uh, and I, it's not. I'm not gonna act like they had a ton of options at the time. It made a lot more sense back then. Uh, but it's every time. You know what the funny thing is? Every time we kind of question Jimmy in the locker room. And then each time he leaves, it becomes really obvious that he probably he was wasn't right. the pl- yeah, Exactly. He was right. He was right pretty much every single time. I think he might have just had, like, bad luck. Like, with the Bulls, he was, he got, he was with, on that really weird team with, uh, with Rondo and uh, our guy Paul Zipser, uh, Wade, Bobby yeah. Portis, yeah, the Zombie Bulls. Um, and I mean, yeah, after, I mean, every— I mean, yeah. Every time, every time that he's complained, it's been clear that wait, maybe he was right. He was mad because he didn't think that 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 Towns and Wiggins were winning players. Uh-huh. He was. He seems to be right. He he uh-huh. was mad. He 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 was mad with the Sixers because of uh, because of Simmons. Uh-huh. You know, jury's still out on that, but you know. And and and, <laughs> and, and with the Bulls, he had he had issues with. Uh, with with them forcing Derrick Rose back when he wasn't when he wasn't himself anymore, and he had issues with with Hoiberg and the Zombie Bulls. Uh-huh. Yep. So he's he hasn't necessarily been wrong, but yeah, that was that that that's my last dislike. He is a he's a great player, and if if the uh, the Heat were to somehow figure out how to get like a top tier player in the league, you know, like a like a Kawhi or a Giannis or something. I think that they're instantly the uh, the finals favorite because I the rest agree. of that team is fantastic. I think that the Heat do have a little uh, do do have a bit of a tweak that they have to you know execute to you know to in order to go into the next game because I didn't love all of what I saw of them from today. Like there was some shaky there's some shaky moments. I think there needs to be some more Myers Leonard. I don't love some of the stuff they're doing, but I was really impressed by by Jimmy all game long. This is a scrappy Pacers team, as we detailed last episode. They banged him when he was taking it to the rack, which he spent pretty much the entire game doing. And, and you know, Jimmy, obviously, so tough and got up every single time, led the team despite some, you know, some, some tough shooting nights. Um, yep. and not, and, and not your peak performance you're going to get from someone like Harrow or, you know, some of the other scores they have. But I, I was impressed. I was impressed. I, I was definitely impressed. And I, I'm I'm rooting for this Heat team. I hope this Heat team does does some damage, and I think they can. 
Um, yeah. It's it's a shame, obviously, Sabonis, you know, isn't there. But in Old Depot, you know, it's definitely he definitely looks like he's going to be back next game. But for sure, but for yeah, sure. I I definitely agree. For sure. All right, let's get to your rapid fire observations. Oh man, some of these 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 observations might be a bit less rapid fire. Um, I I I just have to say real quick, like the ejection on Porzingis last night. That was bad. It's it, oh man, on the spectrum of bad refing calls, like Jesus Christ. That was really was bad. That? And that was a game. And that was a a uh, a game losing call for the Mavs. I mean, they were up. They were up three. I mean, sorry, they were up five at that point, and they still had a chance to uh, to win all throughout the game. And they really could have obviously used, you know, their their twenty eight point per game scorer. Facts. Nah. Oh. Uh. So uh, yeah, I got some. I got some rapid fire observations, and I got two points. I want to get into a little more at the end. So, um, I did it. So first, uh, didn't sink sink in until this week. Uh, to me, that looking at the Sixers bench, that Elton Brand traded Michael Bridges for Zaire Smith. Yep. Yes, this is this is. <laughs> oof, it's not. The Sixers could use Michael Bridges right now. Can't oh help, yeah. Can't open say. Um, Kyle Anderson. I want to give a shout out to Kyle Anderson. He will have played 15 years in the NBA and probably will just have noticed by then. I just, I, I really just want to appreciate Kyle Anderson this week. Someone who who knows what he's good at, go, knows what he's good at. He's he doesn't try to do too many things. Smart player can hit a few threes for you. Good passer, and just also just kind of like a weird player. Like he doesn't he doesn't really certainly a unique player. Yeah, I don't even know how to describe Kyle Anderson because he doesn't really have a position. He's just there. Yeah, I mean he's 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 a point forward. He is uh, he's a significantly worse Boris Diaw. Mm -hmm. No Kendrick Nunn today for the uh, Heat. Yeah, he had a tough bubble. He had a tough bubble. Yeah, just didn't play. It's interesting for the dude that's probably going to finish second in rookie of the year voting. That's a fact. They just did it. Just don't need him right now. I just don't. He's just a little redundant compared to some of the other stuff they have on the roster. Even though Derek Jones, you know. Yeah. Despite you know a really tough injury, happy to see him back for that. Um. Also, like, uh, oh. This is see this is this is what I wanted to get through this entire time. I've been I've been holding back, guys. I'm oh, holding sure. back. Joe Dumas is my man. He's back. He's back. Yeah. He's back. That's right. I'm so excited. Joe Dumas is new. Uh, he's is he's he's the interim GM for the yeah. Kings. Yeah. While they while they find a new GM because of Vlade's Vlade's stepping down. I can't believe it. And Peja. And Pace, I didn't even know Pace was in the front office. Assistant GM. I wonder what sparked them to leave after all this time. Like, what? What well, was the straw who broke the camel's back? I want. I, I wonder if they they were going to get fired, and they were just like, our reputation is too good inside the uh, Kings fandom from their playing days. They didn't want to have to have the bad PR or something. Ooh, do like the Phil Jackson. Yeah, exactly. I like that. That's smart. That's smart. Steve Mills should have done that. Um, uh, that was not, that was that was a little deep. Um, uh, I was I was thinking Joe Dumas is like the he's like the NBA of the Eminem of NBA J, GMs because it's 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 so crazy with him because he's someone he I mean he the guy built a great team that made two NBA finals. People forget about the second NBA finals. They forget about the second one. 
won one perennial contender for multiple years, but his Joe Dumar's last like six, seven year stretch was so bad that it drove uh, drove most of the league away. Like, yeah, it was so bad that literally people didn't care that he was so good for even longer. Yes, exactly. Like Eminem's last few albums. That's it. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Kanye. Fuck Kanye. I don't even. Yeah, Kanye isn't. Kanye isn't even even in my. He doesn't deserve to be in my top list of of, of rappers of all time list. He doesn't deserve it. I've well, annexed him. He's gone. Good. Good. Yeah. All right. Next next point. <laughs> One last. Oh man. It's great to see. The, the funny thing is about the Bulls is that Bulls fans. I guess. I here's the thing. Yeah. I actually don't know any Bulls fans, but I feel like Bulls fans are like hitchhikers who have been just lost for a really long time and have just been like hitchhiking with like like possible serial killers and just like sketchy people for a long time because they didn't really have a better method of transportation and now they got like a bus pass and it's like oh Peter Pan's <laughs> pretty nice <laughs> and that's not I mean obviously you guys know what I'm getting at Arturus Carnivorous is back he's not bad I don't know why I said he's back but he, he's the new GM of the Bulls. Great hire, I think. I'm really impressed. And first step, firing Jim Boylan. Who could have thought that was the, you know, that was... Real shocker coming out of that one. Bad idea. <laughs> but I was about to say, the, the Bulls were so... The, the Bulls haven't had, like, a consistently rational decision maker for, like, 15 years. It's like, whoa. Like, this bus runs. It's not going to just probably go off the road at just like uncertain huh. times well we'll, <laughs> see, we'll, we'll we'll see what he does i'm i'm excited i'm excited for the bulls future i think that they've got they've got some interesting it's it's a really interesting team going into this offseason because we talked about it a little bit earlier but expiring contracts auto porter is probably well i have news for you auto porter is he's he's likely going to opt into the uh, final 29 wow. million of his contract. Where'd you get that scoop? <laughs> I heard a similar rumor about Nick Batum, but I don't oh, want really? to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I heard the, I heard the same rumor. So I, I, <laughs> I heard the same rumor. Um, uh, what was I say? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, I don't know. I think Felicio might have another year left on his deal. Oof. God. Another like, rough one when it happened. There's a few contracts that were like were bad when they happened, but we're like not we're not good when they happened. But then like two weeks into the season, it was like oh, yeah, that was kind of bad when it happened. It was it was bad when it happened, but it got a whole lot worse once like let me look up Cristiano Felicio. Well, this this off season is when all the. Uh... 2016 four-year contracts uh, run out. Oh, yeah. Yamahimi is going to be hot commodity. Yeah, for real. <laughs> Let me see. Let me see what the – he wasn't bad this past – yeah, he's – um. oh, no. N- uh, next year is the final year of, uh, of Felicio's deal. Seven more million. Exciting news. I know, right? Bulls fans need to be hyped. Yes, that's all I've got, though. That's all I've got for for uh, for rapid fire observations for this week. All right, so we'll 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 end this with one question, Julian. We are on day two of the NBA playoffs right now as we record this. Who's winning the finals? 
Real quick, one team name. This is not quick. It's not quick. I know it's not quick. Ah, I don't. I don't know. I don't know. I have no idea. I think Raptors. It's it's gonna be. I'll pick it. I I can't. I can't give you. I, right, give me. Give gonna, me. Give me the finals then. I'll give you the finals teams. That's, I, I'm still feeling a Clippers-Raptors finals. Beat me to it. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. Got to be my pick. I, I haven't. I need to see more from the Clippers. I need to see better Clippers next game, especially with Porzingis playing the entire game to be sold on the Clippers. I'm still not sold. But yeah. I think that team's better than the Lakers. And excited to see what happens. Yeah. Yeah, we'll see. All right. Thanks, thanks uh, for listening to this week's episode of The Scores Table. If you're new... Uh, make sure to subscribe, leave a five-star rating, a review. We appreciate it. We appreciate the love. And, uh, and yeah, we'll be, uh, we'll, uh, we'll be back later in the playoffs for more observations, more likes, dislikes, and everything else. Yes, sir. Yes, we will. Thank you guys for listening. All that good stuff. Uh, make sure donate, protest, educate, sign some petitions. You know the vibes. This shit is not over. This shit is not for over sure. yet. It's not over yet. And... It, it, please, please enjoy watching the NBA playoffs. That's it. Have a have a great one, guys. Yeah. Get some positivity out here. Yeah, I mean, you, you know, everyone's supposed to be staying indoors still, so uh, as much as you can. So what better way to stay indoors than watch 12 straight hours of basketball? Fucking facts. See you guys All next right. week. See you.